Good evening, wrestling fans. You are listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. I am your co-host, Bunkhouse Bob. I hope you all are doing good tonight, folks. we got a really big show for you tonight. Uh, joining us a little bit later this evening will be the, uh, the Southern Stomper. Luke Hawks will be with us uh, coming up here in uh, just a few minutes. I'm waiting on a, uh, a phone call from Matt Riviera. You might know him from... Uh, TCW, which is Traditional Championship Wrestling out of Fort Smith, Arkansas. Um, he is involved promoting a show in Chalmette, Louisiana, coming up on uh, Friday, April 4th for uh, the Mid-South Wrestling Legends Fan Fest. And we're going to have him on the air, and we're going to be talking a little bit about that. And joining me right now, as always, is lovely Laura, our co-host. Laura, how are you? Oh, I'm all right, Bob. How about you? Well, I'm doing okay, and we're not going to lie, folks. Before we went on air, Laura and I were talking a little bit, and Laura's got a cold again. I do have a cold. I guess that's what I get for waiting out inside in the cold at Ziggy's on Sunday. Uh, see, you were waiting to stand in line to get that magical autograph from one Caleb Conley that he wrote in Disappearing Ink. Has that faded off that photo yet? Uh no, it has not, and no, it will not, because that's in gold <laughs> magic marker. Thank you very much. Gold magic marker from the golden boy himself, Caleb Conley. It was very, very good. Folks, our studio number is 213-816-1605. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We are at From the Armory. We are on Facebook. Laura knows the Facebook address. It is uh, www. Facebook.com backslash live.armory.9. There we go. And you can always just go into Facebook and you can search Live Armory, both on the Twitter site and on the Facebook page. You can find the link to our website. Uh, we put up all of our announcements as far as guests and all that good stuff that's coming up. Um, so if you can make your way to one of those social media sites, you'll be able to find us. And obviously you can find us on Blog Talk Radio. I know that I got a message earlier today from some folks that were looking for us on iTunes, and I did a little bit of, of research, and on our Blog Talk Radio site, it has an iTunes link, and if you click it, it magically takes you to iTunes, and then it says, our show can't be found in the U.S. store, so I've contacted iTunes, and we have applied to be on iTunes for a podcast, but have not gotten the confirmation email back yet from them, so... I am working on that with iTunes. We plan on being with them very, very shortly. Uh, I was reading something on CNN's website this past weekend, Laura, and believe it or not, mm -hmm. CNN every now and then has a, a wrestling-related deal. And I read on there that ICP, the Insane Clown Posse, and you and I both mm -hmm. know uh, Kevin Gill. You and I have talked to Kevin Gill, the uh, voice of Juggalo Championship Wrestling. Uh, oh, yeah, I love Kevin. I, yeah, he's a great guy. ICP and four fans have filed suit against the FBI in federal court over the 2011 National Gang Threat Assessment. Um, Insane Clown Posse's lawsuit claims that its followers identify with their songs, which, and I quote, have hopeful, life-affirming themes about the wonders of life and that support that the juggalos give to one another, end quote. Who's going chicken hunting? We going chicken hunting. Do you know that song, Laura? <laughs> no, I, I can't say that I do. 
that, that, where's George when I need him the most? That that's a lyric from one of their songs. I, I'm not a rapper, folks, so. Uh, yeah, George's listening. So. <laughs> I watched the interview. They had a link for an interview uh, with Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope in regards to the allegations that the uh, Juggalo family is not a gang. Uh, but to be honest with you, folks, the interview was so edited for language, and you know, bleep bleeping out stuff every 15 seconds. And to be honest, what they were saying was a bunch of incoherent nonsense that I couldn't make heads or tails out of. So I can't form an opinion about it one way or another. I mean, I know they're involved in a lot of stuff. You know, wrestling is just a snippet of it. They've been around for a long time. They wear the clown makeup and, and all that other jazz. Whether or not they're a gang, I don't know. I mean, I see the hatchet thing on the, on the trunks and all, you know, on, on, on cars and all that other stuff. I don't know if they're a gang or not. I mean, I, I you know... To me, they're just a couple of guys that found a neat gimmick and made a lot of money off of it and got involved in wrestling. And, you know, they hold a big thing every year, and people go out there and do whatever they do. But I guess the FBI thinks they're a gang. Well, you think they're a gang, Mm -hmm. Laura? You're an ICP fan, aren't you? I do. I do like them. Um, I do like them. There's nothing wrong with that. And um, George, just let me know that you quoted his favorite ICP song. Um, the Juggalos is—it's a way of life. It's a—you know—it's it's about a family. It's about community. It's a lifestyle. It's about family. It's about community. It's about feeling like you belong. There's mm-hmm. people—you know—I've been there myself, not feeling like I belonged anywhere, and that's what right. it is. They're, they're just feeling like they, they belong, and it's not—I don't think it's just a gimmick. You know. Um, I would love to go to the gathering of the Juggalos one year, just to say, "Hey, I've been," and just to see what it's all about. I mean, that's what it is. It's about family and community and helping one another out. I mean, you know, they're not a gang. They're not, you know, out here, you know, doing gang-like activity. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. they're, they're gathering together and having a good time. I mean, basically, the gathering of the Juggalos is like their Woodstock. Okay. You know, Hold on, we got, some, we got somebody. Uh, we got somebody calling in here. Let's take a listen to this here. Eight seven zero. You're on with uh, live from the armory. Hello. Eight seven zero. You there? Must Evidently be not. Shy. Evidently so. Let's try this What's one. Right? Hold on. Let's try this one. Eight six three. You're on with live from the armory. Hey, Bob. Hey, Laura. It's George. Hey, George. How are you? Man, you only have to, I'm doing great. I'm like Candyman. You only have to say my name a couple times and then I appear. Uh, I know. <laughs> now you're scaring me, George. <laughs> and, well, you know, I listen every week. And, uh, you, you almost, you, you got me there, Bob. I had to call in. You quoted my favorite ICP song. Well, I, and, have you, and, had you heard about this lawsuit? Uh, it's been something that's been in the works for two years, actually. Okay. They did it apparently between about 2006 and 2011. Um, there were some murders, and the kids that they pulled in for murders had some sort of ICP gear on, or, you know, kind of like the old David Berkowitz ACDC thing. Right, yeah, the, the Night Stalker deal. Yeah. 
where they say tried to say it was the music that did it. Mm-hmm. So, common denominator, you know, they're pulling more and more kids over. ICP has a huge following. You do a bunch of drug busts in the same city, and 15 or 20 guys have the same logo tattooed on them. You start to wonder, you know. Yeah, I, I can see where... Yeah, I could start to see where, you know, you know, folks would start to wonder that, you know, and, uh, you know, like I said, I, I knew that there was, was something going on there, and uh, I guess that, you know, that, that they have actually filed the lawsuit. Now, whatever whatever will come of it is whatever will come of it. You know, I, you know like I said, I, I don't have an opinion about it one way or the other. Uh, you know, there are a lot of folks that, that want to blame video games and music and so on and so forth for violence, this, that, and the other, and... Uh, you know, the only thing that I can say is this, is that, you know, I remember growing up watching the Three Stooges and watching Mo hit Curly in the head with a hammer, but I didn't try that to my sister. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Because you knew better. You know, I'm, I, I, I'm a fan of heavy metal music, but, you know, I'm not out here participating, you know, in, in any rituals out in the backyard. You know, I mean. No, exactly. It's it's those those few idiots that make the masses look like you know look look worse than they are. Kind of like the the Columbine kids and Marilyn Manson. I mean, you right. know, ninety nine point nine percent people that listen to Marilyn Manson, Kiss, Slayer, whatever your group is your that they're against at the time, you know, they don't do anything wrong. They just like the music. They tie into something. I like ICP. They they actually do have a lot of positive music. Now, is it profanity-laced? Yes. Is there talks of violence? Yes. But if you listen closely enough, you'll hear that everything they talk about violently is against a negative person. Like, they talk about murdering a priest that raped a kid. So, kind of a strange morality when they talk about murder. No, am I saying that's right? No. If they just talked about murder without it, would it be wrong? No, it would be just the same as watching a horror movie. Right. You know, you know I, and like I said, I you know, the, the, the only thing that drew me into it is, and you, you know this, George, is that, that, that ICP has been involved with, you know, their own wrestling promotion and, uh, you know, you know the whole Juggalo Championship wrestling deal. And, and having spoken to Kevin Gill in the past, you know, and it kind of popped off in my mind, you know, you know, it is what it is. You know, I'm, I I don't have a particular opinion about the group one way or the other. You know, I mean, I've always said one of one of the smartest guys to me in the world uh, is Marilyn Manson. You know, you take a guy with, an, and I'm sure I'll get heat over this, you take a guy with, with minimal talent and you put a gimmick with him and he made millions of dollars. And for him, you know, whatever he sings is whatever he sings, you know. Does he live the lifestyle? You know, I, I've seen him screwed up on TV before, but, you know, he's not walking around with a billy goat head attached to him. You know what I'm saying? You know, he was on The Walking Dead, or on The Talking Dead, I should say, and we're kind of getting oh, off God, the deep path. Awful. Yeah, and he was yeah. so screwed up, you couldn't understand a word that he said, but the guy's got millions of dollars in the bank, you know, because of, you know, what he's been able to do, you know, so... Well, that's really, I think you know, that's really what I brought it up for. Well, I think in the 
to, with him and to tie that back into wrestling, he's a guy that eventually started believing his gimmick. You know, much like our, our friend and nature boy, Ric Flair, who probably at one time was a good, humble person, eventually started buying into the Ric Flair gimmick, and now he's spending $5,000 a night when he ain't making it. That's true. That is very true. Laura, uh, speaking of gimmicks and being in Hollywood, you had an update on championship wrestling from Hollywood, didn't you? We sure do. There will be a taping on January 26th at 3 p.m. at the Ocean View Pavilion in Port. You would make me read this, wouldn't you? Well, I had to. I have. Yeah, that's what I thought. I have no clue how to pronounce this, so I'm going to spell it. H-U-E-N-E-M-E. I'm going to say it's Port Hume, California. I don't. Well, it, it's Spanish, and it doesn't really. Well, anyway, you said it, I didn't. Generally, <laughs> Championship Wrestling from Hollywood takes several shows at one event, and you can see them on MAV TV. You can find all the info at www.hollywoodwrestling.com. Looks as though Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, they're hitching their wagon to Joy Ryan and Matt Stryker. They're both getting a lot of airtime, and in my opinion, that's a smart thing to do. Uh, it is a smart thing to do, and the reason why I brought that up is that I watched some, I, I DVR'd some championship wrestling from Hollywood uh, episodes uh, over the past weekend, and uh, I saw Allie Parker on there, and Joey Ryan and Matt Stryker were on every episode, and uh, Joey Ryan defended uh, the TV belt against Willie Mack. Uh, folks, if you haven't seen Willie Mack in the ring, you need to uh, you need great. to check him out. Um, really good, really good wrestler. Uh, and the other thing is, is that Matt Stryker has really uh, his name has came up a couple of times, and um, he has done a phenomenal job in upping the level of commentary. And you can also see uh, some of the booking angles. Um, you can see some of the booking angles that he's brought into uh, their storyline. So, you know, that, that's the reason why I'd, I wanted to bring that up. It's, uh, it, it, they're, they're doing some good things. They're doing some different things there. And, and like I said, a lot of times West Coast wrestling gets overlooked for whatever reason. So, you know, that's, uh, that's one of the things that we brought up. Uh, one of the other thing I wanted to bring up, uh, is, uh, championship Wrestling, uh, CWF Mid-Atlantic, uh, is holding an event at the Mid-Atlantic Sportatorium in Gibsonville, North Carolina, which isn't really that far from you, is it, Laura? No, it's not, and unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to attend. I wish that I could, but... Mm-hmm. Um, this, one, this one is listed on the website as a night of grudge, mat- grudge matches, but it did not give any card information on it, uh, the 7.30 mm-hmm. bell time on it. But you can find out the information on uh, www.cwf247.com. And I've seen, uh, I've got to see a, a, a lot of uh, decent wrestling out of there. There's some guys in there that, that are pretty good. Uh, I've seen Lance Lude wrestle there. Uh, I've seen oh, a couple other guys. Yeah, uh, very talented wrestler. Uh, I don't think he gets the uh, the props that he deserves. Uh, smaller guy, and you know a lot of people complain about Daniel Bryant's stature. 
this is a smaller guy, um, but uh, really, uh, really enjoy watching him work. So uh, if you get a chance, you need to take a look at that. And I apologize, folks, if I'm stuttering and stammering and going back and forth. Waiting on a call, supposed to come in from Matt Riviere, who's supposed to be joining us here at uh, about another three minutes or so. Going to be talking about the Mid-South Wrestling Legends Fan Fest being held in Chalmette, Louisiana on April 4th. Um, that weekend is probably the biggest weekend in all of wrestling in the calendar year. And uh, the reason why is is that, first and foremost, it's, WrestleMania weekend, which is being held in New Orleans. Chalmette is like six miles from New Orleans. Uh, WrestleCon is going on that weekend as well in the same area. Ring of Honor is doing a show uh, in that same area. So it's an action-packed weekend. And I got a hold of uh, Matt and sent back for some emails and so on and so forth, and he agreed to – to come on the show and, and talk about talk about this event, there are a lot of stars that are listed for that. Uh, one of which I know is, or two of them that I know of, are Laura's favorite, and that would be the Rock and Roll Express. Um, just recently, yes, uh, recently added, and you can we'll give out the website information for this. Recently added, Cowboy Bill Watts was just announced, and he oh, is man. the former owner of uh, Mid South Wrestling. Um, there, there are several people that are that are listed on that uh, uh, on that event. Uh, it is an all-day event, uh, and, it, and it culminates with a uh, with a, uh, some matches in the evening. But I wanted to uh, wait for uh, Mr. Riviere to call um, to uh, to give that rundown on that. So as soon as he calls in, we'll get right into that. And hold on a second. I think that he is calling right now. Awesome. Hello, Matt. Hello. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing fine. This is Bunkhouse Bob. We're live on the air. This is the live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. On me, on with line with me is uh, lovely Laura. She is our co-host. Hello, Laura. Hey, How Matt. Are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm great. Hey, do you look as good as you sound? <laughs> well, they don't call me lovely for nothing. <laughs> well, that's good to know. How are you doing this are evening, you Cajun, Laura? Laura, are you a Cajun girl? Uh, no, but I'm Southern. I'm from Virginia. Well, that's close enough. You know, those Bob, those Cajun women down there are wild. You know what I mean, Bob? Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I am from uh, northeast Louisiana myself. And I know that you're uh, just up the road, a piece up in Arkansas. So uh, we're we're in the same same geographical area. Yes, I am, Bob. Sorry, I mean to throw you off track, but hey, it's a, it's a pleasure to be on your show. And uh, it's uh, well, it's nice to uh, finally talk to you. Uh, it's nice to finally talk to you as well, and I certainly appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule uh, to be with us tonight. I know that you've got um, a lot of things going on and. First and foremost, we want to talk about this huge event that is coming up April the 4th in Chalmette, Louisiana. This is for Mid-South Wrestling, the Legends Fan Fest. Uh, I've been on the website, looked over uh, the stars that are going to be there, 
looked over everything from the Q&A to the dinner. I don't want to give everything away because, you know, this, this it's your baby. Please tell us about it, Matt. Sure. Bob, uh, I'm a huge fan of Mid-South Wrestling. It was my favorite territory ever. In my opinion, it was the greatest territory. And for whatever reason, no one has ever done a convention nor fan fest or anything like that for Mid-South. And, uh, you know, basically the reason um, I started promoting anything in wrestling um, back when I was 17 was simply because there wasn't anything uh, going on. There was a market not being served, and uh, I didn't get my feel of good wrestling at that time. That's a whole other story. But this is kind of the same boat. Um, you know, obviously a lot of the stars were getting older. Each year, several more of them were passing away. And uh, I said, you know, if, if this is ever going to happen, I'm going to have to be the guy that does it and put it together and do a Mid-South Wrestling Fan Fest. And I want everybody to know, too, this is not one of those annual things I had no plans to do this ever again. This is a one-time only thing. So if you want your Mid-South Fan Fest, you need to come to this. And when I put it together, I wanted to put together a Mid-South Dream Day, if you will. If Matt Riviera was a, was going to go to one of these, and I was going to leave the comfort of my home, buy a plane ticket and go, what would make me want to go? And so when I created this entire thing, I wanted to create an entire day where anybody that was a fan of Mid-South Wrestling and also the performers that were there and all the talent that was there. And, of course, now we have Bill Watts. I wanted it to be a good day for those guys, too, because, you know, that was uh, some of the best times of their life, and I wanted this to be a day that they could enjoy as well. So we put this thing together, and we won't get into all the details. Fans can go to MidSouthLegends.com and see all that. But we're doing everything from, you know, a coffee talk, Q&A, we're doing a big Cajun dinner. We're going to have catering there with all the Cajun food. Um, we're going to do a big live wrestling show that night that we're going to take for a DVD. We're going to film all this stuff and create a, a DVD with all of it on there, too. So it's going to be the day. If anybody was a fan of Mid-South Wrestling, this is your one and only chance to do this, to come to it. And when we're talking about a day, Matt, and I've looked over this, uh, we, you're talking about an entire day. This event starts at like 9 o'clock in the morning. Am I, am I correct in that? Yes, you are correct. It's going to be a full day of activities. We're going to have photo ops with all the guys, um, autographs with all the guys, all the legends. We've got several vendors that are going to be there. Um, Caitlin, who is a diva in WWE, excuse me, is going to be there. Tommy Dreamer will be available. Um, it just gets bigger every day. We've had fans from the U.K., the Netherlands, and all over the world purchase tickets and VIP packages to come to this event. I know that two of Laura's favorite wrestlers are going to be there, being the the Rock and Roll Express, being Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. Is that correct? Yes, they are. The Rock and Roll Express will be there, and that is going to be an exclusive thing to this event. You will not see the Rock and Roll Express at any other event that weekend. They are signing an exclusive wow. contract to be at the Mid-South Fan Fest. So the only way you will see Ricky and Robert, not only meet them, get a picture with them, but also see them wrestle live and in living color is to come to the Fan Fest. One of my personal awesome. favorites, and I know his health has been an issue as of late, is uh, is Bobby Eaton. Uh, and I know that uh, he, he's had some ongoing health issues. Is Mr. Eaton going to be able to be at this event, Matt, to the best of your knowledge? 
Yes, as of now, he is, Bob. Um, he's doing better. Um, one of my best friends in the business is named Brian Thompson. And, I'm familiar uh, with Mr. Thompson. Of, yes, he handles all of Bobby's bookings, and I stay in constant t- contact with Brian about that. And Brian says that Bobby's getting better, and, you know, Bobby's tough. You know, he's old school, and, and uh, you know, he gets down and he gets right back up. So, yes, as of today, we definitely will see Bobby eating there. And I think probably one of the, the biggest things for me, uh, you know, other than the fact that Bobby Eaton will be there, is probably one of the greatest minds, uh, you know, both on-air personality and behind the scenes, uh, and one Jim Cornette being there. Uh, you know, Jim has worked for every major promotion, uh, handled pretty much all aspects of the business. How exciting is it for you to be able to have him there, especially, you know, in a Q&A type environment? Well, it's an honor and a privilege to have Jim Cornette at the Fan Fest. You know, as as many years as I've been involved in wrestling, now, I never actually spoken to Cornette until I called the booking for the Fan Fest. And he has been the utmost professional, um, on top of just being a genuinely nice person and a good guy. Um, you know, he has an, an extreme passion for the wrestling business. And, uh, you know, any negativity... I believe that people would say about him, uh, you know, if he, if he makes a statement about somebody, it's uh, it's well-deserved because Cornette is a consummate pro and uh, it's fantastic. So, yes, it's a, it's a really big deal to have Cornette. You know, it's a rare appearance for him. He's only done two wrestling-oriented appearances in the past two to three years, so very excited to have Cornette on board. This is a... Uh... This is on the heels of probably the biggest weekend, or it is, it's not probably, it is the biggest weekend in wrestling. Uh, having it uh, in Chalmette, which is only six miles from New Orleans on, the, on WrestleMania weekend, not to blow anybody else's horn or grab on anybody else's parade. Uh, there's a lot of things that are going on that weekend, uh, but hopefully with this being on Friday, you know, before the other events, uh, you guys will pack the house out. I have no doubts that you'll pack the house out. Well, Bob, I appreciate that, and, and that's the plan. And you know, I want to talk for a brief moment about the Seeger Center. Um, back okay. in the day, it was known as the St. Bernard, and Mid South Wrestling ran there on a very regular basis. And this venue was damaged in Katrina, and after that happened, they revamped. They spent millions of dollars on this building. And I've promoted shows in a lot of different buildings. And without question, the Seeger Center is the nicest venue that I've ever stepped foot in. And it is jaw-dropping how nice this building is. And, uh, you know, it's only six miles from the Superdome, um, so it's not very far away from anybody who's going to be in New Orleans for the weekend. And, uh, you know, on top of everything else, this is, in my opinion, the perfect building to do it because Mid-South actually ran there. So, I mean, just the atmosphere in and of itself is going to be incredible. And it's, and, it, and it's great to see that someone had recognized, that you know, the value of a building like that because we all know how the Sportatorium in Dallas ended up, uh, you know, falling into shambles and eventually falling to the wayside. You know, so it's, it's, it's always good to see someone take a, take a risk or take an investment into a type of facility like this. And how cool is it? you know, that you're able to go back to that. 
Oh, yeah. Amen to that. You know, I mean, a lot of the classic buildings, unfortunately, are no longer there. You know, I had the opportunity once to wrestle in uh, Birmingham at the Boutwell Auditorium, which is a famous building, but there's not many of them left, you know. And on that note, I noticed a lot of fans online that are a bit concerned on WrestleMania weekend about some parking prices at some different places. We're proud yes. to say that we're going to have free parking at the Mid-South Legends Fan Fest. So when you come up, you don't have to pay 20 bucks to park your car. It's going to be absolutely free. And I noticed on the website as well, you know, because I, I know that I have tickets for WrestleMania and, and have some friends that I want to meet uh, within the WWE in New Orleans for that weekend, and it, and it took an act of God to find a hotel room. I noticed that on your website you also have links of recommended places to stay. Are there rooms still available in that area? Yes, there are. Um, you know, Chalmette's an interesting town. There's actually only one hotel there, and it stays booked up year-round for um, the oil fields and a local hospital. Uh, so that was okay. interesting to look on our faces when we went to reserve rooms there that they were booked up for a year. Um, but anyway, all those hotels that you'll find links to at midsouthlegends.com, they're all about five miles um, from Chalmette. And uh, it's a real easy drive. Uh, you know, it's a straight drive. It's not a... It's not through any of the different neighborhoods. And, yes, you know, as of yesterday, as far as I know, there were still some good rooms there. And, uh, like I said, they're, uh, you know, closely located to where the, uh, where the fan fest would be. Great. That's, that's good to know. That is good to know. What else is going on in, in Matt Riviera's world? I know that this is consuming a lot of your time and a lot of your passion, but can you give us, uh, can you give us any information on anything else that you might be involved with right now? That's a great question. Um, you know, I've always got my hand in several different things. You know, I'll say this. I will say that, uh, you know, by the time June of this year rolls around, uh, a lot of different things will be in place, and the independent wrestling scene will uh, will see some very interesting and exciting relationships evolve that I'm very excited about. Uh, anything so that you can give on. us a heads up on? I don't know if I can go that far, but let's just say it'll be it'll be some uh, you know some good people coming together that that truly uh, treat wrestling as a business and and uh, you know what they say the cream always rises to the top. Well, I think the a lot of the ingredients are coming together for the, for the cream to rise to the top. So uh, it's it's all positive things. It's all good things, and uh, you know I feel very blessed to be in the wrestling business now, and I have a great time with it. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I was just very fortunate. I got in on the very tail end when you could go to a wrestling school and, and get trained like they trained people in the 70s. Uh, mm. and, and believe me, that is in no way a knock at any wrestling school in the country because the way, the way guys train now to go to WWE is, is not a bad thing, in my opinion at all. It's just a different thing, but... At the same time, I appreciate, you know, I was trained originally by a guy named Bill Ash, who was, uh, he wrestled in Mid-South. And later on, I got to go on the road with Nature Boy Buddy Landell. And um, I'm currently training with Squire Dave Taylor, uh, working on uh, polishing me up and everything. So it's just, uh, you know, it's all good things, Bob. Everything is, uh, is looking good. And I came across you completely by accident. 
uh, I had almost a year ago, my wife had uh, recorded a show, and she said, I recorded something for you last night. I need you to see this. I'm like, okay, what is it? And it was uh, for TCW. And sure. start started DVR and started watching the show and got familiar with it and started watching the wrestling on there and the storylines that were on there. And, you know, with you and Tim Storm and the Empire and, uh, you know, the Hounds of Hell and Boyd Bradford and uh, Brian Thompson. And, uh, you know, I love him on commentary. You know, I, th- I, think, I think him and Matt are – are terrific together, uh, and that's how I came across you. And, and, and I, I didn't not realize until I kept watching throughout throughout time that you were actually an in-ring performer. I thought uh, that you were only in a managerial position. And then, and, you know, obviously as episodes went on, I found out that that you actually did wrestle. What's your wrestling schedule like now? Do you wrestle more, or do you seemingly manage more, or are you more in the promoter role now? Well. You know, it's it's interesting because I'm currently in the process of reading Playboy Gary Hart's book, and um, it, it seems I've almost I'm almost evolving into Gary Hart to where I wrestle and manage uh, sometimes <laughs> right. on the on the same show. So if there's a wrestler that has a, has a body, has a look, has in ring skills, but just for whatever reason can't get heat, I'm mm-hmm. the solution to that problem. Um, right, you know, and at the same time they value me as a wrestler, so you know it's kind of wearing two hats. Um, right now, I wrestle more than I manage. I work for a, a great promotion that runs monthly in Homa, Louisiana. It's called Elite Championship Wrestling, and I can't say enough good about that promotion. They've run monthly in that area for a couple years now, and um, I got a great text from. Uh, part of the management of that company last week saying that last month that they officially doubled their house in a 12-month span. So that says it all. It's a great, great product, um, quality in-ring performers, many of which I'm sure you've seen on TCW. So I wrestled there once a month and uh, going to some other different, you know, independent bookings. But um, Elite Championship Wrestling, uh, you know, I can't say enough good about it. They've been great. I am familiar with them. I know that uh, some folks like Scott Phoenix and John Saxon uh, wrestle for them. Uh, I am I am familiar with the promotion. Is there something coming up on the horizon, either for Elite Championship Wrestling or for TCW, that we need to be aware of so that we can keep our eye out for it? Well, sure, yeah. Both promotions will be well represented at the Fan Fest at the Battle Lines uh, live wrestling show. And the reason we titled it uh, Battle Lines is that all these different promotions are coming in. And we've always felt that there's a bias against Southern wrestling. So we decided we were going to put the line in the sand and say, you know what, if you think you have the best wrestlers in the world, come try to outperform the talent that we have from all over the South, from Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri, you name it. And we don't feel that any of us get enough coverage on the internet or in the, the magazines or anything. So that's all we, you know, entitled the show that. Um, but a lot of the talent will be featured on that show. Elite Championship Wrestling actually has a really big weekend. This weekend, uh, Sunday at 5 p.m., they will have a show in Homa, Louisiana. It's going to be an interesting concept because the fans are actually going to draw who wrestles who. Nobody's going to know who's wrestling anybody until right before the match. So wow. it's going to be a neat testament to see guys that can literally still work. 
Um, so that's going to be a neat show. This Saturday night, Elite Championship Wrestling's in Dulac, Louisiana. Great building down in Dulac. Going to be a big show down there. I'm actually going to wrestle Roosevelt um, on that show. So, yeah, a couple good shows this weekend with Elite. I would like to encourage all the great fans in Louisiana and around to come to those shows and, and support a great independent wrestling promotion. Matt, I certainly appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to be with us tonight and uh, filling us in on this once-in-a-lifetime event. Uh, again, we'll post. I've already posted a link on our webpage for it. Uh, again, folks, if you have the opportunity uh, and the desire and want to meet some true legends of this sport, uh, people that transcend, uh, transcend time, uh, I mean, you're talking about the Midnight Express, Jim Cornette, the Rock and Roll Express, uh, Bill Watts. I mean, it's just, you know, it's a who's who of going on down there. April the 4th, Shawmet, Louisiana. Matt, the website, one more time. It's MidSouthLegends.com, and I tell you who I'm looking forward to meeting is Mr. Wrestling, number two, the master of the new list. You better, better be careful. If he, he might get a hold of you. You know, hey, he might I'll, twist you up. Hey, he tries to uh, throw the knee lift on me, I'll run like the hills. <laughs> <laughs> I, hear, I hear you. Matt, thank you very much for being with us tonight. I certainly appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great evening. Thank you. You do the Thanks, same, Matt. sir. Bye-bye. Bye now. And there he goes, folks. That was Matt Riviera. Uh, he was talking to us uh, about the uh, Mid-South Wrestling Legends Convention Fan Fest being held down in Shawmut, Louisiana on uh, April the 4th. Again, uh, a huge event. There's a lot of, lot of folks that uh, – there's been a lot of buzz about this. Been a lot of buzz about this. So, you know, very, uh, very interesting to get his, uh, get his take on things. Yeah, that was that was awesome, and uh, uh, truth be told, he made me blush a little bit, which is kind of hard to do, but um, sure did. Uh, <laughs> he's a handsome fellow, Laura. I'm sure he is. He's, he's a handsome guy. I'm sure guy. he is. We, uh, um, we wanted to try to – go ahead, Laura, I'm sorry. I just wanted to cover – I wanted to mention something that um, you and I had uh, mentioned on Facebook. We had um, – we promoted a match or a card for um, uh, Scars and Stripes. Um, mm-hmm. Our good friend Mr. Sleaze was on the card wrestling. Dean Richards, you watched that match, right? I did. I watched it too. Spoke with the two on uh, Sunday about it. Uh, what did you think of that ending, Bob? Um. I I had sent uh I had sent uh, the participants of this match uh a a message on it. I thought it was probably the most interesting ending that I had seen since uh the Hulk Hogan Kevin Nash finger poke and cover in WCW. I mean, I I'm not taking I, I and, and please, please do not let that I'm I'm not trying to detract from anything that happened during the match. It, it obviously wasn't just a finger poke, and you know the guy fell down, and you know, and he get, you know, and got covered. Not, not, not anything like that. As a matter of fact, I had told the, uh, the participants in this particular match that that uh, 
semi, it wasn't a full power bomb, looked like a modified power bomb onto the ring apron from the outside on the floor. That right. spot right there looked looked tight to me. I mean, it just good stuff. I mean, they had some excellent yeah. moves. You know, the finish. Uh, you know, you have to see it. It's it's it. I think that I posted the link on my Facebook page. I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know, it's you have to see it to believe it. And we're and we're talking about Mr. Slees, Eric Thompson, and Dean Richards is who we're talking about. And I, pretty pretty cool stuff. It, it was it was interesting. We'll put it that way. It, it sure was. I did not expect that from them at all. Um, it, it was. It was pretty. It was pretty dang amazing. And they were, they were pretty proud of themselves uh, when I talked to them on uh, Sunday. Um, and they they have every right to uh, be proud of themselves. Um, wanted to also quickly mention before I get into uh, talking about um, Shine is uh, Milestone. Um, milestone, not milestone. Mm-hmm. Milestone uh, Championship Wrestling. Uh, milestone Wrestling has a card this Saturday in Hickory at the National Guard Armory. Card is stacked. I did want to mention one uh, match, which probably would be worth the price of admission alone. And excuse my French, the Clusterfuck Death Match, which I have no idea what that is or what how that's going to go down. But um, if I could go, I would just see that go down. But um, Everybody go out and uh, try to help out uh, Milestone Wrestling. Um, we got some good stuff going on. Hickory, North Carolina. Bell time is 8 o'clock. Tickets are 8, o- eight bucks. Can't beat it. Uh, let's talk some um, Shine. Uh, Shine 16 okay. on iPay-Per-View. Um, you can go to www.wwnlive.com from Ebor City, Florida. It's pronounced Ebor. It is like Eeyore. See, yeah, George, but it's Ebor. George Collins takes care of me. Yeah, I know he does. I wanted to tell, I wanted to say something real quick, Laura. Uh, I read sure. that WWN has upgraded all their cameras to HD cameras for iPay-per-views. Awesome. Okay, so just throwing that in there. Um. Yeah, I'm. I might get this. I've never seen a shine. I pay for you, so I might get it. I'm I'm not decided yet, but we've got um, uh, the Shine Championship match. We've got Rain versus Eva Lee. We've got a no disqualification match: Jessica Havoc versus Allison K. We've got Angelina Love versus Leah Von Dutch, and plus many more like Jesse Bell Smothers, Bob's favorite. Uh, you never know about Jesse Bell Smothers. Maybe something on the horizon with her, not giving away too much. Because Bob's got the inside track, whether you guys know that or not. Because he's um, he he's, he's, he travels in circles in the wrestling circles, don't you, Bob? I have a lot of friends in the wrestling business. Yes. I thought so. And why is that? Because um, I'm a nice guy. That's why. <laughs> Boy, do you have people fooled. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Laura, I know that you went Sunday night and stood in the cold to get in at Ziggy's in Winston-Salem, North Carolina to to witness history. 
I'm telling you, if you live in North Carolina and you're not watching PWX on TV, on the web, or going when they are in a town close to you and you're a wrestling fan, you're missing out. It's called Premier Wrestling Experience for a reason. This was the best wrestling I've seen ever. I was right there on the stage. I was probably, I don't know, a foot, two feet, something like that, maybe three from the ring. I was at ring level. So I mm-hmm. saw everything. But before that, I um, ran into our good friend, Cedric Alexander, the VIP meet and greet. Yes. Shook his hand, told him who I was, threw his arms around me, hugged me real tight, got a great picture of him and me. Well, I told him that you were in Louisiana and and were afraid of Caleb Conley. You told him what? I told him you were afraid of Caleb Conley. I am not afraid of Caleb Conley. <laughs> just not in the slightest. <laughs> and I know that Caleb listens to this show. So if you're listening, Mr. Conley, I am not afraid of you. <laughs> I'm just and that's a quote. Bob, I didn't tell him. <laughs> Damn you, Laura. That. I didn't tell him that. All right. So I got Cedric's autograph. I met Davey Richards and Kyle O'Reilly. Super great wrestlers. Um, put on great matches. They were super nice to me. Signed some autographs. Got to meet uh, Unbreakable Michael Elgin. He had a great little WWF hat, little old school. Saw that uh, on the emblem. pictures that you put up. All 87 yeah. of he, them. He was... Oh, Photographer Bob, I have to take these things. I have to take pictures. I understand. Um, Kevin Steen was a yes. was a great guy. Um, wonderful guy. Um, got a, a shirt with him and El Generico uh, with characters on it. Mm-hmm. Um, got up to talk to my BFF Caleb Conley. Remembered me from Twitter. Knew, remembered my name. And I didn't tell him to put this to my BFF, Laura. We we think about that, Bob. I think it's so sickening. It's like having too much maple syrup on the pancakes is what I think. (laughs) You can never have too much maple syrup on your pancakes. Well, you know, it's interesting that you should bring up Caleb Conley because – I noticed, and and PWX on Facebook put up a ton of pictures from that event. I know that you put up several pictures. There are some great shots in there of uh, of Caleb. There's great shots of Cedric and, and of AJ Styles, and, and we'll get to that match in just a minute. Um, but I noticed that they uh, PWX had put up the, uh, I believe it's called, I know I'm going to get this wrong, Night, Night of Champions or Rise of the Champion. Is it Rise, Rise of, of the Champion? Rise of a Champion, where Cedric mm-hmm. Alexander is going to face Caleb Conley for the PWX title before the night before the match, the unification match between, or the belt for belt match, I should say, for by Matt Hardy holding the WrestleCade title 
and Caleb Conley, the current holder, reigning defending PWX champion. I am very, very interested to see how this match turns out between Caleb and Cedric. Very interested. Well, um, the Friday night, there's a triple shot. On Friday night at the uh, Fremont Music Hall, um, 704, Team 704, which consists of Caleb and Cedric, took on Country Jack. A little bit of miscommunication uh, there. And um, I do believe that um, Caleb walked out and left, um, you know, um, left Cedric high and dry. Match, but he did not leave Cedric high and dry. This is after the match, after they exchanged some words. Um, mm. he, he, he left Cedric alone in the ring. Now, he did not leave Cedric alone in the ring during the match. Wouldn't do that. Mm. I wouldn't um, put it past him, but okay. What ifs, Bob? But um, getting back to the show that I went to, um, this was this reminded me of wrestling that I watched when I was growing up, mm. that I could get into and get excited about, and you know I wasn't familiar with everybody because I haven't watched a whole lot of, of PWX, which I plan on um, remedying. Uh, here in a you know here in a little bit, but um, you know there was I'll just run through a couple of um, I'll, I'll just run through the matches just real quick because I know we've got um, Mr. Luke Hawks on uh, at eight o'clock. Um, correct. Lodi was there, um, mm-hmm. guy from WCW uh, from mm-hmm. WCW I believe too. Um, he walked up to the the group I was in and, and shook um, shook a guy's hand. And then just really? walked off. It was like it was yeah, it was amazing. He beat Andrew Everett. It was a good match. Okay. Uh Mike Michael Elgin defeated uh Kyle O'Reilly. That was Michael Elgin held him up at least for thirty to forty seconds in a suplex. Yes. I have he seen him do that move. Amazingly strong. Uh Davy Richards defeated uh Rich Swan. That was uh, that was a top caliber match you could have seen in any company. I mean, mm-hmm. really. Um, one of the uh, one of my favorite matches was Jake Manning and Shane Helms. They defeated John Schuyler and Kevin Steen. And um, Jake Manning, the Man Scout, and John Schuyler have this thing. They've been doing a tag team um, dream series, or you know, pick your own tag partner. And they've mm-hmm. been picking different tag partners. Now this time, um, John Schuyler picked Kevin Steen, and Kevin Steen stole the show in this match. Hurricane Helms came in there with that mask. He goes out, uh, uh, Kevin Steen goes out in the crowd and gets somebody's cane mask and puts it on. At one point in the match, John Schuyler wants to tag in, and Kevin's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to tag in. I'm done. So um, Hurricane Helms ends up up pinning Schuyler with a hurry slam. Mm -hmm. But Steen did the package pile driver on Schuyler, I believe, at least twice after that match. Hmm. and ended up shaking hands with Jake Manning because he had wrestled Jake Manning, I believe, in Hickory at at Taken by Force. Um, Amber O'Neill defeated Amanda Rodriguez after uh, Doc Gallows came in, and he hit Amanda with a boot and just knocked her plumb out. 
And, of course, the ref didn't see it, so Amber pins her. But Amber got on the mic and, and declared something um, really interesting. She said she's not coming back to PWX unless they have a women's title. Interesting. That's the only way she's coming back. Hmm. Um, the tag titles were on the line. The worst case scenario, Elijah Evans, the fourth, and Ethan Case defeated Los Bendejos. If you've not seen the Tommy Thomas in action, he it is absolutely incredible. He reminds me of like a, an old heel manager that you would see, you know, in the eighties. Tommy is absolutely phenomenal. He does what a heel manager is supposed to do. He, he was just great. Um, they beat um, Los Vendejos. Mm-hmm. Um, Caleb came out to Amanda's rescue. Let me get back to that. Um, came out to Amanda's rescue after Doc had booted her in the face and carried her out. So Caleb comes out. This is for the PWX title, I believe. And... Um, he comes out through the crowd, lays the PWX title on the ring apron, gets up on the top rope, and missile drop kicks Doc right in the mouth. They fought in the in the fans, on the bar. Caleb dived, dove off the mm-hmm. onto uh, Doc, and he beat Doc. And all you Caleb naysayers out there, that ought to hush you up because Caleb took it to Doc. It wasn't just Doc running all over him. He beat the tar out of Doc just as much as Doc beat him. So there you go. Um, There's a four-way tag match, which was very entertaining. It was Country Jack uh, versus Lance Lude and Zane Riley versus Chase Brown and Kyle Matthews versus Mr. Elite, Drew Myers, and Sean Tempers. Um, Country Jack, Jack, they're such rascals. Um, they won. They pinned Lance Lude. Um, Country Jack gave um, a little promo at the end. Very interesting. Um, they laid out a challenge to Eddie Edwards and Roderick Strong. Hmm. Also to the Dojo uh, Brothers. I think it's Dojo Bros. Sorry. Okay. Um, and want, they want them in PWX in February. Okay. So this... You know, this could be really interesting to see what's going to happen in February. The Dream Match Series, real quick. Best match I've seen in years. That would be the, the, Cedric, hot. the Cedric and, and Cedric AJ and match. AJ. Mm-hmm. The crowd was hot. It, uh, half for AJ, half for Cedric. It was back and forth, back and forth. Country Jack came out at the end, distracted Cedric a little bit. I don't think it really... Uh, aided AJ in beating him, but it's interesting to see how that's going to play out. Hmm. How they're going to, um, you know, interact with uh, Cedric. So, um, can't say enough good things about PWX. Talked with Brian mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, talked with Tracy Myers. Uh, both of them were asking me, you know, are you enjoying the show? How's your seats? Um, I really do think I had the best seats in the house, um, right there at the stage. Couldn't ask for better. I'm a PWX fan for life. Very good. So on a scale of 1 to 10, the the PWX show that you went to 
at Ziggy's? Twenty. <laughs> you always pick a number that's above what I give you. I always do, and the reason why is um, because it's just that good. If you if you have not seen PWX, go look it up. I mean, if you just think, oh, that's just an indie promotion. No, 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 no. I think right now it's probably one of the indie promotions in the country because they put on a show that's like no other. And and they had this big, I couldn't see it, of course, but had this big screen at the top um, the, so that you could see. And there was 500 people in Ziggy's. It was the packed. The place was packed. It really I was. Can, so I can tell you from everything that I've read, and uh, folks, we're going to get Luke Hawks on the line here in about two minutes, uh, 213-816-1605. I haven't given the phone number out except once tonight. Um, I can tell you that on social media, uh, I only read one negative comment, uh, and that was about the Tremont Music Hall uh, show. Uh, a couple of guys showed up late or something. I, I don't know what the whole deal was. Everything else other than that, I heard nothing but positive, uh, positive stuff about. I mean, just you know, unbelievable that that this was uh, by far one of the best shows that people had had been able to to be a part of. Uh, just from from all aspects, I saw nothing but positive comments. So, you know, tip of our hats to PWX. You know, I know they've got another event coming up in February. We'll certainly cover it. Um, so. Good job to all the guys that participated and uh, to the promotion itself. And I do want to make a um, correction. Um, the Dojo Bros are actually Ed, Eddie Edwards and Roger Strong. Sorry, uh, when I was reading the paper, I did not catch that. Sorry about that, but sa- same people. So didn't okay. want to confuse anybody. Sorry. All right. Well, folks, we're going to uh, make a phone call here, and we're going to get the Southern Stomper, Luke Hawks, on the line. If I can get it to work. Hello. Luke, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, man? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing about to eat some dinner, but and, eat, and talk to y'all. I hear you, brother. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just uh, kicking it. Same same old thing, different day, you know? I know. I hear you. I hear you. I, the, what threw me off was is that I didn't even hear the phone ring. Usually there's a ring oh, in there. Yeah. And, and, and I didn't even oh, hear yeah, it, it ring. ring. So. Okay. All right. Yeah, it well, it's, prob- it's probably on our end, probably something to do with blog talk radio. But at any rate, folks, I'd like to welcome to a, to the show a guy um, that I started talking to early in, in 2013, and uh, I started watching him, kept my eye on him. Uh, he's been around a while, but seemingly is probably the best-kept secret in indie wrestling. Uh, I told anybody who would listen that you need to pay attention to this guy uh, because he, he embodies what I love about wrestling. Uh, he's a great wrestler. He gets to the point on the mic, and he tells everybody exactly how he sees things. Um, I was able to attend two shows uh, that he was on the card in in 2013. Both the matches I saw were, were top-notch. Folks, please welcome to the show 
Luke Hawks. Luke, thank you very much for being with us tonight. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, let's both uh, mention that both shows were sold out. Thanks to uh, Luke Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the, the number, the, the name above the marquee in bright light. That's right. That's, That's right. right. Uh, Luke, first off, uh, I'd like to address a video that you posted in the last couple of weeks concerning Just Incredible, and I know there was some bannering going back and forth today between you and some other folks uh, on a social media site about him, telling folks how you see things. Have you heard from yeah. Just Incredible? Have you heard from Justin since you put this video out? And what were the kind no. of responses that you got? Um, I mean, the only thing is, like, he called some uh, mutual friends complaining, and I told him, you know, feel free to pass my number on to him. You know, if he's got a problem, he can call me direct. And, you know, I, that's how I am. I'm a straight-up guy. I, I don't say nothing behind somebody's back that I wouldn't say to their face. And not only that is, you know, it's, when I'm saying on social media, it's not saying it behind their back. You know, I, I sit there. I'm not, I'm not an Internet troll. Like I said, I'm not, a, I'm not a guy who hides under a fake website or a fake Twitter name or fake Facebook and says one thing and, you know, bashes a guy. If i got something to say about somebody, I'm just going to say it, you know, like a man, it, 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 whether I'm right or wrong. So, you know, some people might think I'm right. Some people might think I'm wrong, um, you know, and that's for those people to have their opinion on. And I, I don't knock somebody else's opinion. You know, like I said, if, they, if somebody has a problem with, I, with what I say, then so be it. If somebody likes what I say, then so be it. If I can help the world become a better place, if I can, you know, save somebody from uh, making those mistakes by the things I say, then that's really my goal is because I, I, I try to make wrestling a better industry. And I feel that too many guys have got too many chances that they keep blowing and making the same mistakes, and they say, like, you take a guy just incredible, and you say, he says, oh, well, I'm a recovering addict. I have a drug problem. I have a disease. I have this. Well, that's something you... Are you there, Luke? Uh-oh. Luke, are you there? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I, Can you hear me? I got you back. Yeah, I got you. So I got I got Sprint service, which is the worst. So you might lose me sometimes, even though I'm okay. in the house. And Sprint sent me a uh, uh, a box to jump my phone, and it still right. doesn't work. So sorry about okay. that. No, it's, it's where'd you fine. lose me at? Uh, just where you were saying that, you know, you, you know, I, I, you know, I try to clean up. I got a disease. You know, that kind of thing. Right, right. And they blamed it on that. And that's that's a self-chosen disease. It's not really a disease. It's self-chosen. That's something you bring on yourself to, in a choice you make in life. That's not like cancer or, or ALS or, uh, you know, Lou Gehrig's disease, something you can't choose to have. So, right. so this is something, you know, I have no sympathy for, especially coming from my background, coming up when I was raised, man, my, my parents and my family was just extreme drug addicts and alcoholics. Right. And, you know, I had a terrible upbringing because of, you know, I lived house to house, I, you know, I never went to school, uh, had a bag for food, I was poor white trash, and that's, that was how I was raised because of the choices that my parents made. So not, you know, and then when you have kids, I have kids, I got two kids, and, you know, my responsibility is to take care of them and, and make sure they eat before I do. Um, so so I, I really have no tolerance for people who blame it on a disease or look for a blame and say, oh, I'm a, I have a problem. Well, yeah, if you've got a problem, you shouldn't be wrestling. 
you can't be a lawyer or a police officer and go to work drunk or high or you can't, you know, or a school teacher, you'd get fired in a heartbeat. But yet in wrestling, right. it seems to be acceptable, and these guys keep getting bookings after bookings. And when there's guys who work hard and, you know, people call them nobodies, there might be a guy on the scene like Papadon, or even say myself. Take myself from Papadon, who's been on the scene forever, now 14, 13 years, and we've been, we've had a lot of good opportunities in front of us, and we've, you know, always did very well at our jobs. But for, for some reason, we never got the machine behind us. And there's no rhyme or reason between that's not because we're not good or not because we're not talented or this or that. It's just, it's just it, that's how it works. So the wrestling's not like the NFL where if you're the fastest, uh, and WWE will tell you this, you can be the fastest running back and have the best hands, then you're going to get signed by the NFL. It's guaranteed you're going to get picked by one team. If you're the best receiver out there, you're going to play in the NFL. You can be the best wrestler in the world. That doesn't mean you're going to get a job with WWE or TNA or Ring of Honor. It just, it just doesn't work that way with wrestling. So, um, so you can't judge a guy's talent by where he works and who he works for. You can judge a guy's talent by what you see him in the ring and what he does. Right. And I, and I was almost remiss on, on the phone with us, too. Uh, Luke is, is our co-host of the show, Laura. Uh, I, I almost forgot to, to, to introduce her. So Luke, Laura is on the phone with us as well. Hell, yeah. What's up, Laura? Hey, Luke. How you doing? How are those uh, huge effing arms of yours? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Just sitting here, getting ready to uh, put some ice cream or something in my stomach after I eat dinner. <laughs> there we oh, go. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Now, Trying to Luke, get that Matt Hardy gut. <laughs> we'll get to him. We'll get to him in just a few. RF and following up on what you were talking about, RF Video is getting ready to release another shoot shoot interview, shoot video with Just Incredible. Do shoot videos to you have any value at all? Um, yeah and no, you know, um, it just, some guys do it just for money, you know, some guys are looking for a quick payday, so that's their way, you know, they've done a million of them, they, but, but some of them are really good, I'm interested in shoot videos, I, I really enjoy watching them, I just got finished watching our videos, Paul Roma shoot, which I thought was really well done, um, and Rob is probably, not probably, he is the king of shoot interviews, uh, I really enjoy the, the videos he puts out, and I think he always does a good job, so I've watched, you know, I couldn't tell you how many, but I've watched a ton of them, and I always enjoy watching them and uh, hearing what some of these guys have to say. You know, and you can tell some guys don't want to open up and some guys uh, really shoot, so to speak, but then there's guys who do, and you're like, oh, wow, that's a good story. So I, I enjoy them. Now, you've been outspoken over the years talking about other wrestlers like Shane Douglas, Scott Steiner, Conan, and, and some others. Do you think people in the business – appreciate your honesty or are they more guarded around you because of because of of what you what you've said some some do i mean some do some think i'm a punk some think i'm a jerk which is you know that gives them they have the right to think that uh am i a punk for 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 calling a guy i i don't really in my opinion i don't badmouth a guy who does hard work like scott steiner i don't badmouth scott steiner i you know i got a lot of respect for scott steiner he's worked hard uh but the, the thing i said is like why does the that guy after so long needs so much TV time on TNA. He's had his time. Right. You know, have him – it's not time to showcase him now. It's time to have a guy like that work with some of the younger guys and get those guys over. So, right. you know, Steiner's a guy who's worked very hard, but there's guys like Shane Douglas who just can't – you know, they can't seem to try and get out the limelight. They, they have to be there. They can't just be a part of the show. They have to be the show, and they don't understand that their time's coming past, and they are not, they are not the show anymore. 
They don't draw the tickets. They don't sell. Uh, you know, the people aren't there to see them. Some people are there to see them, but at the same time, people are really there to see the guys who can go. You can't, you can't put a guy like Shane Douglas in the ring with a, a, a you know, a Chris Daniels or a Young Bucks or myself and expect them to have a good match. It's just, you know, the guy, the guy doesn't really have much to offer anymore. Right. 213-816-1605 is our number. We're on the phone with uh, Luke Hawks right now. 2013. Uh, for you, has to be a whirlwind. I want you to fill in this blank for me. The event of King of the Indies, huh? The King of the Indies. The event of 2013 I will remember most is what? Ooh, probably, uh, definitely my feud with Matt. I mean, th- that was such a big deal. It was such a big deal, and it was so widely followed. Uh, not just by like I had made a comment, and I said. You know, it was the best feud in any wrestling, and then I got a lot of back talk, not negative back talk. I got a lot of back talk from wrestling fans said, "Hey, this was the best feud in wrestling." So uh, that was a big compliment, you know, to just say to take with all the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, all those you know stations that have TV, uh, mm-hmm. to have those fans say, "Hey, we've been following Hawks versus Hardy, and this has been the best feud in, in wrestling this year." So you know, that's a, that's probably the biggest compliment and. I enjoyed it. Uh, it definitely helped get my name out a lot more. Like I said, I've been around for a long time, but like you said, I'm also the best kept secret. So uh, it's it's been one of those things where it's definitely expanded me, and it's been a rough, tough, violent um, shoot feud. So it was good. It was it, it's always good when you have a real backstory and a real a real hatred for each other to pump and wrestling because that 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 brings that realism to it that a lot of wrestling lacks nowadays. So it's, it's good to have that in a few that sells tickets. And people ask me, oh, do you and Matt Hardy hate each other? Or do you and this guy hate each other? Or do, you know, how is it in the locker room? Do you, are, are you all friends? My best explanation for that is I always tell them, I say, well, you go to school, right? Or you work where you work, where you, Subway, you work for a doctor's office, wherever you work. I said, do you like everybody you work with? Do you get along with everybody? And they go, hell no. I, I can't stand this one guy, or I can't stand this one, or this person hates me. And I said, well, exactly. It's just like anything else. Not everybody gets along. You might have to work with people. You might be in the same locker room with somebody, but not all of us get along. Right. That is very I true. I don't like a lot of the people I work for uh, work with either. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, some folks may not be familiar with Wildcat Sports. Um, is this the promotion that you started with Orlando Jordan and they they're gonna learn um, today? Yeah, yes, we opened that uh, two and a half. This June will be our third year. Uh, Orlando actually left. He went on to uh, Australia, and which is I'm I'm very happy for him, man. He got a really good offer to go to Australia. And the thing about Orlando, he's one of my best friends, man. He's a brother to me. He's always been a good friend to me. So uh, he got an offer to go to Australia and do some stuff out there, and he's been living it up out there. So um, I took Wildcat under my own wing, which, you know, pretty much I did anyway. But it was it's always better when you have a partner that way you can, you know, you can slack. Not slack, but you always have somebody else to have you, help you. You know, I might not be able, always be there, or he wasn't there because he had a show. So we always had where one or the other guy was there. It was never left alone. So uh, it got a little tough when he left at first, but now we're we're up and running fully, and uh, we have the only training facility in the South, besides Booker T in Houston and of course WWE's in Orlando. But in the Gulf South region, we have wrestling on lockdown. Uh, 
it, it's we got a good promotion. Like Cassie runs a good promotion up there in uh, Monroe too. So Cassie runs a good promotion. But as far as you know, Louisiana wrestling between me and Cassie, Wildcats and uh, and um, Cassie's promotion is the best thing going today. They can't be touched. And it's just I believe uh, it's because of a hard work. I don't. I, I go out there and I try and put on the best product possible. I don't cut corners. I don't try and cheat people. I don't try and uh, be a cheapskate on things. If if I can't do it right, I wouldn't do it at all. And I I want the fans to keep coming back, so I just try and put out the best product possible. Especially with my students, I try and give them the best opportunities possible for them to shine. Because for people who may see them for the first time, I want them to have the best first impression. Awesome and. How did you and Orlando come together, you know, and say, hey, I, we want to start this school? Or well, run our own we've been friends forever. Um, we've been friends forever. It's, it's one of those things Well, you know, you know guys from the industry. You meet guys. You just become friends with guys. I've been friends with guys like, you know, I think the first time I met Orlando was my first SmackDown taping in about 2003. It was actually the same time I met Matt Hardy and a few other guys that uh, I've became close with over the years, and I was close with Matt over those years, too. But uh, me and Orlando always talked about opening the school because Orlando would spend a lot of time in Louisiana. So every time he was down here, we'd always get together, hang out or whatever, and we'd be like, man, if you're going to – he always talks about moving here. So I said, well, if you move here, you know, we should open a school. We should open a school. And he's like, yeah, I always wanted to open a school. So eventually uh, he ended up moving here, and we that's exactly what we did. It just time ended up being right. We opened the school. Uh, we had eight signees up for our first class, and, and it just kind of took off from there. So it, it's been a blessing, and I love all my guys. They work hard. Um, they've been just tearing it up. They get an opportunity after opportunity. I just had two guys, two new guys debut last week, and they're going to be debuting on the, the first Wildcat show on February 23rd down here in Metairie. So uh, things on a roll. Awesome. Um Let's talk about one of your first gimmicks, and it was called Alter Boy. All right. What did you think of that gimmick, and what did you learn from it? Well, uh, I didn't like it. You know, I didn't want to get, I didn't want to do it at first, uh, but it was an opportunity. So I ran with it, and then once I got that opportunity, I'd already made my name for myself with it, so I couldn't really drop it. And at some point, I said, look. I got to get out this gimmick, and that's when I was with Wildside, and that's when I, I didn't have a fallback. I didn't know what to drop it to, so eventually I just dropped it and went to Luke. I kind of went to the dark side. I was with Jeff G. Bailey. And then after that, I was working in Philly, and for, actually for Ralph Feinstein, and uh, Doug Gentry, who passed away, RIP, was a close friend. And Doug's like, man, I was trying to come up with a last name. I said, I need a last name. And Doug was like, man, why don't you just use Hawks? Because my real last name is Hawkshurst. He's like, Hawks, you know, Hawks is a badass. You need to use, and I said, really? And I was like, I thought about it, but I wasn't showing it. And Doug's like, you got to use Hawks. So uh, Doug's the one who really made me run with Hawks, and it just stuck and been pushing it ever since. Awesome. Um, we'll talk a little bit about uh, going back to the feud with Matt. And I want to talk a little bit about Nick. Searcy made a video supporting Matt Hardy and had some things to say about you. <laughs> so what was what what did you think about all that when you saw that and what's your opinion of Nick? Yeah, it's you know what? It's it's uh it's great to have high profile people follow what we do. 
and I've had, you know, I got a lot of celebrity friends, and they all follow it. So it's nice to have all these people engaged in our feud. So, uh, you know, we'd see we'd have these Twitter wars, and we'd go back and forth with each other, and we'd have a lot of people stick their nose in. But it's it's always cool to have a guy like Nick uh, for for whatever reason, you know, it, to just to to have that promotion. It says something because they always say any publicity is good publicity. So I'll take it all day long. Luke, um, I, had, I had a very important question to ask you is, where in the hell is my Stronger Than Hardy shirt at? Oh, man, there's only one of them. I only got yeah, one. See, that's you know what? That's that's that shirt? Thought. Yeah. Yeah, that shirt has been asked for. So I, I, I really screwed up with that. I should have mass-produced those shirts because you wouldn't believe <laughs> how much I was asked for those shirts and probably how much money I missed out on. Well, if, if times get tough, you can always put it up on eBay. Yeah, I had a... Uh, I had a yeah. I just came out with my second shirt. I had my first shirt, which is the MFG shirt with my logo on it, and uh, right. too bad I'm worse on the back. And that was a really, really hot shirt. I sold a ton of them. I still do actually. So um, I'm lucky to have that shirt and that design. It was just a really cool marketing thing. And I didn't know what to do next. And I should have did the Strong and the Hardy shirts because the fee was so good. Uh, it was like I said, it was taken everywhere across the U.S. I even asked to go out the country, but just couldn't make dates. Um, so now I got like my, my huge F and arm shirt, which is coming out tomorrow actually. So I think that's going to be a hot shirt too, because I already got a lot of pre-orders on that. And I get a lot of people actually, not just wrestling fans, people in the gym, you know, people in everyday life act. They're like, so when you got a shirt that you can sell to not just wrestling fans, then you're, that's, that's, that's when you're doing something good. Now I had gotten a chance to speak with you and this kind of goes back to what you had talked about at the beginning of the show. You know, I, I spoke to you before one of the matches. I, I I had the opportunity to see one of the matches in the series that you had against Matt, and and you and I talked before. You've actually show seen the asked, first match. Yeah, and I asked if you two had legit heat, and you you kind of alluded to what you know what you had said previously, and then after the match, you showed me your hand, and your hand to me oh, looked yeah. like it was broken. Yeah, no, I definitely broke my hand punching him in the head. <laughs> all that, all, all, everything that's been said, you know, everything that's been done, what is your straight-up opinion of Matt Hardy today after the series of matches that you two have had in 2013? Um, I, I, I respect him. So, I, like I said in past interviews, I, I told people, you know, I definitely respect him a lot more because – I, I, I was personal friends with Matt for a long time. And then when he went through his problems, that's kind of when things slipped away. And one thing led to another, and eventually the Pittsburgh thing happened, and it just kind of fell apart from there. So there was always that fine line, you know what I mean? There was right. always that fine line there between between us. But to have Matt come out, and I, and I, and I say this respectfully, Matt's a millionaire. Matt was smart with his money. Matt made a lot of money. Matt still makes a lot of money. Matt doesn't have to wrestle if he didn't want to. And the, what I respect about Matt is that he loves the business. He goes out every weekend and wrestles when he doesn't have to. You see so many guys that go to WWE, and as soon as they get released from WWE, they don't do anything. They don't work indies. You know, some do. Some, some can't even get bookings. Some want, some want to work but just can't get booked. Um, right. But some just get out the business completely. So because, like, like me, if I went up to the indie, I mean, if I went to WWE and I spent time up there, when if I was released, I'm pretty 99% sure 
that I would wrestle on the Indies when I got all out. Depends my situation. You know, if I got hurt real bad and I had to retire, that's one thing. But no matter, I love wrestling, so I don't know what I would do without wrestling. So to see a guy like Matt who's had that career, you know, mm-hmm. come out and still wrestle when he doesn't have to, I respect that. And I mean, he for all the brutality, he didn't have to have the he didn't have to have those matches with me. So I think it was right. something where he drove himself. You know, it, it made him fight, made him find something in himself. And Stevie Richards said the same thing when Stevie wrestled me. Stevie said, "Man, you know, I, I I loved wrestling you because it was a hot feud, and it made me really push myself to get on your level." He's like, "I didn't know if I had it in me, so I had to push myself harder to be in the ring with you." So, and I enjoyed that because nobody brought that out of me. And, and and to both you both you and Matt's credit, you know the 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 ante got upped as the series went along. And I, and I want to fast forward to Extreme Rising. You're in you're in Barbed Wire City. You're in Philadelphia, and we know how the fans there are. There's a right. clip of you uh, that went out after the event, uh, a video clip. It went viral of you doing a um, a neck breaker from the top of the cage. I want you to, if you can, take us to that moment. Did you think to yourself before that match, being in that town, in that event, that you were going to have to pull off something huge in that building? Here's the thing with that is those fans are so hardcore. I mean, they're one of the greatest fans in the world, if not the greatest. Philadelphia's hardcore fans, and that's from football to hockey to baseball to wrestling. So they, they support, you know, what they support. They, they're hardcore about it, and I love that. I respect that. I love where you can go in and talk fresh and you can get so passionate. Nothing fires me up more than being passionate about what I do. So when you go in that atmosphere, you know you have to pull something. You've got to pull a rabbit out of a hat. And they, at one point in that match, they started screaming, we want blood. Neither one of us bled in that cage match. We, put, we, we beat the hell out of each other. You know, I hurt myself. Uh, I kicked Matt so hard in his face one time. It was great. Uh, so, so, and I, as a matter of fact, you know, I, I don't, I don't ever complain about my injuries or say, oh, I'm hurting. So my back, my spine, still, I, have, I still have a deep bruise on my spine from that, from that blockbuster from the top of the cage. So it's really sensitive. Uh, it, it's just, it was one of the spur of the moment things that happens. So it, it's not something I planned. It wasn't something that was choreographed. It just, it, it, it happened and. It it worked and it got the crowd where it needed to be. Uh, you go back to match. Everybody left that show talking about Hawks and Hardy, which that's my goal on every show. If if somebody can go home loving, hating me, if they feel like they got their money's worth from me, that's my point and that's my goal I, at, at a wrestling show. And I sent you a message, and I think I told you after the match, after I saw a clip, I sent you a message, and I told you that if you could get those fans there the chant, the way that they chanted for you two, that you were a made man. And then I stick yeah. by those words. Stick by them words. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, definitely, uh, they're definitely a hard crowd to please. But uh, they're some of the greatest fans in the world, no doubt. Well, speaking about fans uh, in the world and over the world, you went overseas in 2013 and wrestled in England. And what yeah, was that, that experience was... like? Man, was that phenomenal. It was uh it was such an eye opening experience. I'm actually gonna go back over there soon. They got a big show I'll be doing at the end of March over there where they're bringing in a bunch of new Japan stars. Um so that that that's I went over for the nights, Roy and Zach Beavis and Ricky Knight and uh Soraya. Man, it was just such a phenomenal experience. Those cats over there, no wrestling. 
that train proper. They train their, their shooters. So when it, when it comes to grappling, they got their grappling down. And I, I, I did not know that going there. So I, I, it's like, man, when I seen that, it just inspired me so much more. All I want to do was learn, learn, learn. Teach me what I don't know. So uh, it was I – I, look, I look forward to going back. I'm actually probably going to send my kid over there for the summertime train so to get some grappling in. So that, that's how much, um, how much respect I got for those guys. Especially nice, except, wow. especially guys like uh, Roy Knight, Zebra Kid. Zebra Kid is man, that that dude is the king of England. That dude's phenomenal. It's a shame that he's not over here in the states, and he's not over here for legal reasons yet. Uh, he's trying to fix that right now. He got in a bunch of fights. He's a, he's a legit tough badass. So uh, he's been in a lot of fights over there and got in some trouble for fighting. So, uh, but the, the, that guy needs to be in the states wrestling with the best of the best because he can go. Seems like uh, U.S. companies are missing out, huh? Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, speaking of the U.S. companies, um, what is your relationship like with WrestleCon? Well, I have a really good relation, uh, relationship with them. We'll be working together for WrestleMania weekend. We've got a lot of big stuff planned, uh, firing out some details now, the small details, trying to get everything lined up. But uh, we're very much looking forward to it. We'll, Wildcat will be doing the, uh, the, the, the day show between, um, like, the Mickey James concert and stuff like that. We'll have a bunch of Wildcat guys having matches, putting on matches and entertaining the crowd. And then the big WrestleCon show that night, Wildcat will also be a part of it. So definitely looking forward to WrestleCon, man. It's a, it's a big event, and it's a big, it's a big deal to have my guys on that show and get that opportunity. Sounds to me like a better card than WrestleMania. Um... I don't know. I mean, that, no, I can't knock WWE in their product. So a lot of people knock WWE, man. They say that, you know, they get online, they talk crap, but WWE is WWE. It's the machine. It's the place to be. Uh, right. Can you make... It Can you make it outside of there? Yeah, and have fun outside of there? Yeah, but, I mean, ultimately, WWE is the place to be. If you want to make a name for yourself, if you want to, you know, make money in this business and, and you aspire to go further, WWE is the place to go. So I look forward to pretty much everything they do. And I'm not just saying that to kiss up. I, you know, I generally uh, enjoy their product. You know, there's some times where you just shake your head, but, of course, there's, there's a lot of times that I think they get crapped on and they say, oh, they're PG or this and that, and, and they're doing the best they can do, and I, I just think people are too harsh. I think they uh, put out a good product. they got a lot of hard workers there, and, you know, they barely say, why are you pushing this guy and why are you not pushing this guy? There's reasons, and sometimes there's not reasons, but there's, there's, there's usually reasons why there's a lot of hard workers there. Take guys like, uh, you know, Zack Ryder. You know, I feel like Zack Ryder should get used more. He's a, he's a, I think he's Me talented. But, but, you know, it is what it is. He's got a job. He's making money, so... As long as, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's not complaining about his spot because he's making money. So, good for him. Well, there's a WWE in the in the top of the sport for a reason, right? Exactly. They're groundbreaking. This network thing is going to be huge. That was so smart of them to do. So, we'll see. My, my only question is the network. I wonder how it's going to work with the guys' royalties. That's my only question. I hope the guys don't get, you know, I hope they don't get screwed out the royal because I hope they actually get better. But I, I don't know. You know, I'm sure WWE has it all worked out. But look what they're doing with the performance center and everything. And then they said, oh, well, somebody said Triple H isn't going to be signing indie guys anymore. That's not true. They're always going to sign indie guys. They're going to sign guys that they're interested in. You know, they might not comb through the indies like they used to. They might not use the indies for developmental no more. You might not see another Ohio Valley or another uh, Memphis, but they have their own 
facility now. They don't need that. They had their plans. You know, they raised it. So that don't mean independent wrestlers won't ever be signed by WWE. And that's just, that's that's crazy to even think that. I had seen a, um, when you were talking about the royalties, I had seen online that that was a big question that people, that, you know, guys in the back were thinking, you know, well, how am I going to get paid, you know, now, you know, because I'm sure they got paid, you know, on the DVDs and things like that, or, you know, right. the, the pay-per-views, you know. And right, I thought, DVDs, pay-per-views, all that stuff. Yeah. I'd never really thought about that until, you know, someone had brought that up. And, of course, you know, you give a good insight on that as well. Um, and But then, you know, with the network... With the network, they may have more money around to spend, and they may have make more money to share with the boys. I don't really know how the network's going to work, uh, but they, the thing is, they'll they'll probably get more customers with the network than they do pay per view buys. So their overall numbers might be better, which may be better for the boys. I, I don't really, like I said, I don't think any of us know how it's going to work yet. But uh, you know, who knows? Let's let's just let's see what happens with it, and we'll take it from there. I myself am looking forward to seeing some old wrestling um, on there, and I think there's going to be some people who won't come out of their house for like three months from watching all that. But um, um, you had mentioned your childhood earlier, and it sounds like you came up, you know, a, from a difficult childhood, um, and and you you know had talked a little bit about how that has um, shaped your your life. Uh, talk a little bit more about that, how it shaped your life and and your and your wrestling career. Well, here's my thing: is it doesn't hold me back. It made me a stronger person. I don't regret it. Do I feel like I should have had to live that way? Without getting to really details, I mean, I, I've been through some rough stuff, and there's a lot of kids who live rough lives. But uh, it definitely made me stronger. It made me a fighter. It made me. I was always hungry. So. You know, I've, I've also had support throughout my life. I, I got adopted when I was 15. I went into a boys' home as a, when I was 12. I went to Boys Town Boys' Home, and then I got adopted after I got at the boys' home. So, so you know, I had some structure after that that helped shape my life and helped me grow as a man. That I probably wouldn't have been able to do things I did without without that growth. So, um, so so I don't really regret anything that happened, but. It was tough, man. It was, and wrestling definitely drove me because I knew I didn't want to end up like the rest of my family. I knew that I wanted to be a pro wrestler, and I was going to do it at all costs. That's the only thing I ever wanted to do in life, besides have a family of my own and be a good father. I mean, that, that was my goal always to be a professional wrestler. And you can ask anybody, anybody I went to school with. They, I mean, they all say it today. They say, "Oh man, it's great, Luke, to see you wrestling because it's crazy that that's all you ever talked about as a kid." When we knew you, or when we seen you, and when we went to school with you, that's all you talk. I was obsessed. I still am obsessed. It's it's my life. <laughs> well, I think it's wonderful to hear someone actually living their dream. So many people, yeah, don't get. I'm to lucky, do that. man. I'm lucky. I'm I'm very lucky. And but but I also worked hard for it. So it's not like it just happened, and it's not like I got things handed to me, and it's not like I was just born with talent and. I, I busted my ass to get to where I am today, you know, and I'm going to work harder to get further. So, and you know, I'll never, I'll never let up. It's going to take. I'll have to be dead before I, before I lay up. <laughs> so they'll have to bury you in the ring, right? That's it. They might have to. 
I mean, well, I hope, uh, to be honest, not to cut you off, but I won't, I won't be that, I won't be that guy who doesn't step out when I need to. When, when my time's up and I, I feel like I can't give what I need to give anymore, I will step aside for the next guy. Excuse me, who burps. But uh, I will step aside for the next guy. That is awesome because there's a lot of people out there that don't do that, and you, yeah. I'm sure you've seen them. So, um, I did want to talk to you about your Instagram. I okay. Follow yeah, you I on just Instagram got one. And, I just got one. And I, yep. And I truly enjoy seeing your Instagrams and how the, um, you know, your huge fucking arms has just, you know, that's just taken off. But one, it's really I starting to take off. Out, it really is. I've seen the T-shirts, and you really do have huge fucking arms. I mean, there's no doubt about that. There's um, bigger. There's, there's big bigger out there, but I'm, I'm growing. I'm growing. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting there. I ain't to where I want to be yet. I haven't reached my goal. Well, you'll get no complaints from me. Um, <laughs> uh, there's, there is a picture on your Instagram. I just had to laugh. You were on an airplane, and you took this picture of a lady. No, I didn't take so I the picture. Scott over. Summers. Scott Summers took okay. that picture. Kings on the ground. The good old Scott Summers. <laughs> that was. Hilarious. I was actually I was actually sleeping when he took that picture. So I got okay. off the plane. I didn't I didn't even see it until he texted it to me after. It was it was hilarious. <laughs> when I got off the plane, I turned my phone on. I had that message because like we sat together on our way to Minnesota for a show, and uh, and I was like, that's awesome. So I had to, I had to put it that- up. She really did have big old arms, didn't she? She had huge arms. She had he. She had me beat. <laughs> I, I should have shook her hand. If I would have known that picture was taken, I would have shook her hand and said, "Look, you beat me. Congratulations." <laughs> Luke, some folks may not know that that you've worked for XPW, WWE, TNA, uh, WWE's version of ECW, and, and some other promotions. Out of those promotions that I named, where did you learn the most about wrestling at? You can name it, and I can claim it. So uh, that's how it is with wrestling promotions. Um, God, I, the most? It's a tough question. I learn a lot every time I go up to WWE. I really enjoyed my time up there. Um, to get in there with guys like William Regal and, you know, Arn Anderson and those guys and just learn from those guys, it, it's great because – they're guys I grew up watching, and there's, like, I have so much respect for William Regal, so much. Uh, he's probably one of the, if not the guy I look up to the most, one of the top. There's guys I look up to a lot, like Jerry Lynn and Tommy Dreamer, um, even Stevie Richards. There's guys, the ECW era that I grew up watching and that I became friends with back then that, you know, helped me along in the business, guys like Vic Grimes. Uh, but... I think WWE probably helped me the most going up there, and I learned the most because I, I learned something new every time I go there. It's always professional. It's always, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, like I constantly learn. So it, it, just, it helps me, and I always have something to bring back and teach my students. So that's really good. And like I said, I learned a lot in England too, man. Being in England was just a, a whole different ballgame for me. So I'm looking forward to going down to Mexico in a couple of weeks. I go down to Mexico in February, so I can't wait for that. That's going to be a It'd be my first time actually wrestling in Mexico. I've been to Mexico a hundred times, but it'd be my first time wrestling there, so I'm ready for that as well. I, I was reading an article, and I thought this was kind of odd, and I thought I'd ask you about it. In, in 2009, you, you wrestled a show for XPW, 
and you won the tag titles with Scorpio Sky, but yet there yeah. were no tag belts. There were yeah. no physical belts. What 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 was that about? I don't know, man. I don't know. I just did the damn show. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. <laughs> like, honestly, well, we'll, I, I don't. We'll I don't really care that. about XPW. I don't care about XPW. I mean, it was it was good for me at the time, and I did the show because Kevin Kleinrock and you know Mike Hartsfield were running the show. Uh, but as far as trying to relive XPW, I didn't really ever care about it. Uh, so it was just another show and a chance to work with. You know, I like Scorpio, so I, the chance for me to tag with Scorpio was cool. And uh, I, I really miss tagging with Alcatraz, though. That, that was uh, that's my brother. So. The, I had some really good times on WSX with him. I'm really mistagging with that guy. Who 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 do you want to wrestle? I mean, I know that sounds like a generic bullshit question. So let me let me try it a different way. Who do you think that that you would like to wrestle that could bring out that next level in you that you want to achieve professionally? Um, I don't know who would bring out that next level. But there's a lot of guys I'd like to wrestle. I mean, there's a lot of older guys I'd like to wrestle before before they hang it up. Guys like Regal. You know, I, I would love the opportunity to get in there with Regal. I'd like to get in with Booker T. Uh, I'd like to get in with Tracy Smothers. Oh, man, I wrestled last the last few years. I got to accomplish some goals and wrestle some guys. I always wanted to wrestle guys like Tommy Dreamer. I finally got to wrestle Tommy Dreamer and Jerry Lynn. So those were, those Stevie, those were big matches for me. Uh, Matt. So those were really big matches for me. Uh, there's some guys, but there's still guys I really like. To, I'd like to get in there with Sabu. I'd like to get in there with Rhino. Um, but, I mean, the, the top three would probably be Regal, Booker T, and Tracy Smothers. Uh, i to think who else. I mean, this guy, you know, of course, this guy's like, yeah, I would love to wrestle Punk. I, I've known Punk for a long time. I've never got to wrestle him. But Punk's young. You know, him and Daniel Bryan, those guys, I'd like to wrestle Daniel Bryan. There's, but there's still plenty of time for that. I, I'm I'm more interested in getting there with the guys who are creeping towards the end of their careers and may may not wrestle for much longer, uh, or, or you know even though they may wrestle, they they can. I want to get the best out of my can, so right. I would just if if I could pick somebody tomorrow to wrestle, it would be William Regal. Okay, one I got one last question for you is uh, one of the reasons I respect you is that you, you've been very vocal about the way some wrestlers treat fans. And I, I know that when you and I met, you were you were straight up cool with me and, you know. Yeah, I, I hate how guys you. treat. Go ahead. I hate how guys, you know, some, some wrestlers treat fans. I hate I hate that they're labeled as marks or this or that. You know, without fans, I wouldn't have an opportunity to feed my kids doing what I love to do. So I never right. take that for granted. I mean, I'm not at the CM Punk level where I can't go take a pee without getting you know, asked for a picture and an autograph. But uh, right. so, so I, I appreciate any fanfare I get. But you know, but at the same time, some fans do take it over the edge. You know, right. I, I get some crazy messages and some stuff. You know, and some aggravating ones who just send you message after message, and then it's like, why aren't you responding to me? You know, I know you're reading your message. It's like, come on, man. I, I'm a normal guy. I have a family. I got stuff. I, I don't spend all day every day on Facebook and Twitter. You know, if I if I don't respond to your message, I'm busy. Sorry. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, and and I understand that. And that that's what I was going to say. I know that some fans can be assholes. Some can even be dangerous. You know. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah fan, definitely. Yeah, you know, but for the average fan paying for a ticket, you know, who hopes to get in and get a high five or a picture, you know, I I know that I know that when I met you, you know, my my, my son and I came in and. Uh, 
you know, you took pictures with us. You know, my son got a shirt and you signed it, and uh, I met your son. You know, and and you were just one hundred percent just straight up cool. You know, and, and yeah, I I'm I'm that. there all day. No, I appreciate y'all, man. I really do. I appreciate the fans because, like I said, I wouldn't be able to do what I do and make a living doing what I love to do if it weren't for fans. Uh, I just had a fan. I want to give him a shout-out, actually. His name is Matt Boffo, but I think I'm saying his last name correctly. He just sent me two boxes of exclusive Luke Hawk shirts that he had made. You know, he just it was a fan. He said, hey, man, I really appreciate meeting you at Extreme Rising and the stuff all you're doing. I'd like to send you a gift. And I was like, no, you, know, you ain't got to do that. You know, I always feel funny taking stuff from people. I've never... You know, I never, I never got gifts as a kid. I never got any of that stuff. So I was, uh, even to this day, I don't, you know, I don't like getting Christmas presents or any of that stuff because I just never got it. So I feel awkward when I do get them. So uh, and he said, "Look, I really, I got something I made for you. Can I please send it to you?" And I told him, "Yeah." And this man, then he sent me two boxes of some badass T-shirts that he had made, some exclusive shirts. So, which, I man, major props to people who do stuff like that for us. It, you know, it, it's always. I had a guy. Uh, Terry, uh, I don't know how to spell Terry's last name, but Terry drew this badass art picture of me, which was one of my favorite pictures ever. So, uh, you know, just to get little small things like that, the fancy good paintings of us and drawings and action figures, to take time out of their day to do stuff like that for us is, is great. So much, much respect to the fans always. Like I said, without them, there'd be no us. Well, I certainly want to uh, thank you for taking the time to be with us. You, you've been a guy I've been trying to get on, and, and the schedule never worked out, and I, I certainly appreciate the time that you've given us tonight. I know February 8th, I know February 8th you got an event for Extreme Rising in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, versus some guy named Rich Ortiz. Uh, yeah, I don't, some I don't guy, know that's it, guy. Rich Ortiz. Yeah, Neither does anybody I, else. I'm going to beat his ass. I'll, uh, I'll give you – you got uh, – you got anything that you want to say to Mr. Ortiz while you have a live mic? Oh, Rich the bitch. Uh, like I, I said in the promo recently, better bring your egg game because I'm going to leave you. You're going to leave uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania with the chair between your legs. I promise that. You're stepping in the ring with a monster, son. You know, this dude claims he's an ultimate athlete because he played uh, pro football and college ball and uh, Canadian football, and he does MMA, and he was in WWE, and all that don't mean jack shit to me. So. When you get in that ring and you standing across from me, you better be ready to go because this machine will be. Now I'm going to be down in I'm going to be down in New Orleans WrestleMania weekend. I'm going to try to get over to WrestleCon. There's like definitely get over WrestleCon. I'll be I'll I'll also be at Ring of Honor. Me and some of the Wildcat okay. guys will also be wrestling at Ring of Honor. Okay. All right. Awesome. Is there any anything else coming up in the in the short term that we need to know about? We got Wildcats, February 23rd. That's a Sunday night. Uh, we're going to do a Sunday for once because it's Mardi Gras season and there's no parades that Sunday. Uh, okay. February 23rd, back at Grace King High School. Uh, it's our first show back since November, so really looking forward to having that. We've got some, some big things coming. We've got the debuts of the wild card, Jaden Spade and Danny Flamingo, who are two Wildcat students who, like I said, just had their breakout uh, debuts last week. Can't wait to see these guys and see what they do in the future. And that's it, man. Pretty much it. Just check us out. Check out Extreme Rising. Check out Wildcat Sports on uh, Facebook. And check out our YouTube show. Well, and that's Cat with a K. If you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, it's LukeHawks504. My Facebook's maxed out. Can't accept any more friends. Sorry about that. But I think you can still follow me on there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that works. But, we'll, put uh, that, those, that, you know. uh, we'll put all those yeah, links, put the links up, up on our webpage. I'll put the links up on our webpage tonight. 
Luke, my man, I appreciate you being with us tonight. Oh, thanks for having me, y'all. I appreciate y'all having me on. All right, Luke, you have a good night. Thank you. Yep, y'all too. Take care. Thanks, Luke. No All problem. Right. Thanks. Bye. And there goes Luke Hawks into the into the New Orleans night. Oh, he was a hoot. He was more southern than I am. Well, yeah, he's from New Orleans. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I mean, he sounds, you know, like really southern. I don't know how much farther south you can get than New Orleans. <laughs> um, well, I mean, <laughs> that's true. Come on, Laura. That's very true. And it's right there at the mouth Still. of the Gulf. I mean, that's true. it's well, there. I mean, you, you get, like Miami would be farther, you know, south. Than yeah, or Key West, you know, I, I, I get it, I get it. Um very, very cool guy. You know, I can't say enough good things about Luke Hawks. Uh, he's very opinionated. Some people agree with his opinions. Some people don't. Uh, you know, and that, that's the great thing about uh, living where we live. Uh, you know, everybody, everybody isn't entitled to an opinion. And a lot of times we see things, you know, from one side. You know, Luke's a guy that's actually backstage. He's the one that's behind the curtain. He's the one working with these fellas. You know, all we get are are the snippets and the, you know, the little uh, the little pieces of information that come out. You know, and and you can read on dirt sheet sites and all this other stuff, and uh, you, and you're going to get half baked information or half baked truths or or whatever it is. You know, uh, you know, and and Luke and I see eye to eye on some things and some things we don't, but we respect one another because, you know, uh, because we both love the business of wrestling and. Uh, you know, Luke Hawks is a good guy. You know, I, I've met his family, and, uh, you know, I, I'm telling you, he's uh, he's one of a kind, you know. And, and, and what I alluded to at the beginning of the interview, uh, you know, Luke Hawks has been pro for 13, 14 years. And seemingly, you know, is he's at the right age and has been in this business long enough uh, that he knows exactly what he wants and he knows exactly his envisionment of wrestling is the way that it probably should be, you know. They don't. He doesn't want the fans to feel cheated. He wants to go on and put put out a good match, a good quality match against a good quality opponent, you know. And uh, I don't see anything wrong with that. No, and you're right. He he knows what he's talking about. It's not like he's just blowing smoke. No, it's he not knows like what he's a, talking about. Yeah, it's not like it's a guy that just uh, you know just laced up the boots and has been you know pro for ninety days. You know, this is a guy that has been in uh, WWE, TNA, WWE's version of ECW, uh, and XPW. Um, I know that uh, that he didn't talk a lot about XPW, and and and, I, and, and I'm sure that Luke won't mind me telling you this, is, and, and because he, he said it on other interviews, is that uh, he personally did not like, uh, nor did the promoter Rob Black like him. Uh, and he was only in XPW uh, because of uh, a couple other guys and, and, you know, got in on some cars and and wrestled really well. Uh, But him and Rob Black never never got along. And, as a matter of fact, there's a a really funny story about Rob Black and Shane Douglas picking him up from the airport for an XPW show. And, you know, Rob being the boss, he decided to say, you know, how you doing, Rob? You know, it's it's nice to meet you. 
and Rob Black turning around and looking at him straight in the face and telling him, I don't talk to anybody unless you're a named star. And that was the end of the conversation. So you can imagine what the rest of the car ride was like. Oh, like tension you can cut with a knife. Yeah, so there is no love lost between Rob Black and Luke, and there's no love lost between Luke and Shane Douglas, who had inserted himself on an Extreme Rising show. I believe it was in early 2013. I believe I think it was like a June or July show where Shane Douglas felt that he needed to be in the main event. And by all accounts, not just Luke's account, but some other folks' accounts, Shane Douglas was so, so out of shape that he couldn't carry the match. Uh, you know, and that's, you know, that's one of the things that he talks about. You know, he, he talks about, you know, knowing when to, to step aside and, you know, that kind of thing. I, I really liked, liked hearing him say that, you know, hey, I'm, I'm not going to be one of these people that doesn't know when my time is up. But I also liked hearing him, you know, it's, it, it does my heart good to see people living their dream, no matter what it is. And, you know, he's been able to live his dream and provide for his family, which, you know, is so important to him, obviously, to be a good father, to be a good husband, to be a good role model. I, I'm just, I'm I'm a Luke Hawks fan now. You, you got me, you know? You got me. Well, and, and for folks that, you know, that want any more information on Luke Hawks, we're, we're going to have those links up on the website tonight. He runs a good promotion out of uh, the Metairie area, which is a, uh, a suburb of New Orleans, if you will. Um, and, you know, they do some shows down there, and he was talking about shows in our particular region, uh, you know, other than Wildcat, um, Elite Championship Wrestling, and the promotion that he was mentioning, uh, Cassidy, which is Cassidy Riley, former WWE and TNA star. Uh, he's one half of a tag team known as the Hot Shots uh, with, um, shoot, Chase Stevens, I'm sorry. Um, mm-hmm. Cassidy runs a promotion out of northeast Louisiana in, in my area, in my neck of the woods, called Southern Wrestling Superstars. And that was the, um, that was the match, the first match after the uh, incident uh, that set the feud off between Luke and Matt. Uh, and it's up on YouTube, oh. the, uh, the spot where he comes out and pushes Matt off the turnbuckle and Matt took a nasty spill on the outside of the ring, basically broke his nose, busted up his head, you know, the whole nine yards, and that's what set the feud off. And uh, they wrestled the, the match that I saw. It was a, a double disqualification match, and it was probably the hardest-hitting wrestling match that I had seen in some time. And, I mean, these guys went bar none, and like I said to Luke, I think the thing that made that feud so great was that it ended up being escalated. Uh, the the third match ended up being a tables, ladders, and chairs match uh, in New Orleans. And then they had another table, ladders, and chairs match. I believe it was in Minnesota. And then it culminated uh, at Extreme Rising in that cage match. So, you know, that that's the kind of that, those are the kind of feuds that, uh, like he said that. That that's what sells tickets, and and he's right. The the two shows that I saw him wrestle at here, um, against Matt, and then he wrestled against another guy, um, Steve Anthony. Uh, they were sold out, and one of those shows is available uh, on i on i pay per view from highspots dot com. Uh, if you go in and search, 
excuse me, <coughs> if you go in and search Southern Wrestling Superstars, uh, you can find that uh, iPay-Per-View or DVD uh, available on high spots. So uh, if you get a chance, I think I think it's only like twelve ninety nine, something like that for the DVD. That was a, a yeah, really good show. Yeah, high spots are pretty good with their DVDs, yeah. yeah. That's one I know. And that's a lot. Oh, and, you know, for a I'm winded. I'm tired now, Laura. I'm tired now. Now, how do you, you want to be called Bunkhouse Bob and and be, you know, tired and winded? Now, come on now. Well, I'm not in my best ring shape. i, I got to get in, in good ring shape is what it is. I, I've kind of let myself go. It's a new year, Bob. Well, yeah, I know. And uh, for, in, in the event that perhaps Big Donnie or Hardcore Terry Houston are listening tonight, and, and I wanted to put this out, and I know that, that some of the fans may have saw this on our Facebook page, and Terry and I were talking some wrestling earlier this week, and, and somehow I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with you. I don't know if it's cold or the cold medicine, but somehow you've got it worked into your mind that you're going to get me to participate in some kind of hardcore death match. Look, I just think that since you're called Bunkhouse Bob, that you might want to, you know, live up to the name. So what what you're trying to tell these good people that are listening is that you want to see me get thrown into the thumbtacks. You want to see me put between two barbed wire boards. You want to see me get hit with 10,000 light tubes. You want to see me hurt. No, I'm just saying that I think you ought to broaden your horizons, Bob. I mean, how many people in this world can say that they've been in a 1,000 or 10,000 thumbtack match? You know, how many people can say that, really? Well, there are a handful, I'm sure, and, and I just... I don't know why you, you don't want to, want to be think, in that handful, I, Laura. I, I don't. I don't understand this perverse pleasure that you're going to get in seeing me getting put into the tax. I just. <laughs> I just don't. Well, I don't understand. You had a good. You had a good theory about it on your Facebook page. I, I, I did have a good theory about it. I did have a good theory about it. You know, first and foremost, I'm a wrestling genius, and I'm not going to let you or any of the fans or anybody else back me into that corner, into that predicament. I'm too smart for that. Uh, the other thing right. is the other thing is, is that I know that if that, that situation ever arose, because I am an honorary member of the Burke County Boys, I know that hardcore Terry Houston and Big Donnie will always have my back. And they're not going to let my back end up in a pile of thumbtacks. I, I don't doubt that one bit, Bob. I don't because you know they're good guys and they look after you since you're an honorary member of the Burke County Boys. That is correct, folks. We've had a had a pretty good show tonight. Uh, again, uh, if you're going to be uh, around for WrestleMania weekend, if you're traveling uh, and you're and you're going to make an entire weekend out of it, uh, Friday, April the fourth, Chalmette, Louisiana, the Mid South Wrestling Legends Fan Fest. We had Matt Riviera on uh, talking about that. That that sounds outstanding. My my whole thing has always been one. I've always wanted to meet Bobby Eaton. I just 
I like I alluded to earlier, you know, that weekend is just oh, I, Laura, I can't be in four different places at the same time. Yeah. I just can't. I wish I could be down there. I mean, you know, to get to see the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express together, uh, and there's Jim Cornette. I mean, I know. You, grew up watching Mid-South, or even if you grew up watching Crockett, that right there is like, you know, a dream come true. Yeah. I, so you I have to make some decisions there, there Bob, yeah. if you want to, you know? I know. I, I know. I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to come up with something. I mean, I just, you've got that, you've got uh, Ring of Honor, you've got WrestleCon, you've got Evolve, you've got WrestleMania, I mean, it's just there. There's just so much going on. It's it's unbelievable. And I, you're right. I'm going to have to make a make some kind of decision. So, folks, we really appreciate you tuning in tonight. Uh, we thank you for all the positive response you've given us on the show. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday night. We'll have another guest. I'm not going to give it away this time. You're not going to trick me into that. Uh, like to thank all the fans for listening. Uh, Laura, you have anything you want to say to the fans before we go? I just want to say real quick that George Coles has offered to manage you in the death match, and um, uh, or actually, no, if you will manage him, he'll do a death match. Damn you, George Coles. <laughs> Damn you, George Coles. Good night, folks. We'll see you next week. Good night.